Hey there, folks. Reaction Brats, episode four. This is David. This is Robin. It's been quite a couple weeks in the world. Yeah. It's especially been a week. We had a different episode four ready to go uh, last week. And then we didn't post it on Monday. It felt irresponsible and frivolous to be posting a podcast about things that... It was things that we were missing because of COVID. And I, I think it would have been a good episode, but I think given the current state of things in the world... It no longer fit. It no longer seemed right. Mm -hmm. So we canned it. We might release it. Oh, we, I think we will release weeks. it. Yeah, I think it might be episode five. Maybe um, six. Maybe six. <laughs> we wanted to shift gears for this episode, and Robin will explain now what we're what we're going to do. Yeah. So we bought some records this week, which is the first time in a long time that we've bought some records, and we bought them from our old favorite, Into the Abyss. So Brad, who owns Into the Abyss, started curbside pickup when it was safe and officially okay to do so. So we knew that we wanted to buy something from him. And then this week, he decided to donate all profits from sales to Black Lives Matter and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So we, of course, wanted to support that as well. So we bought some records. And all of them run as stories, which, nice job, Brad. Good advertising to put your records available on your Instagram stories because yeah. we snatched them up. And a couple of these someone beat us to them the first time they were posted yeah. right mm -hmm. so. which is kind of funny once we get into them because who knew who knew there was a demand for yeah. any of these records actually mm -hmm. uh if any of our listeners are familiar with brad germain I, th I do believe we are going to have him as a guest in the future yeah totally might as well let the cat out of the bag on mm -hmm. that one would you like to let the people know which record or which records we might discuss with brad when he uh is possibly a guest on the show in the future sure what i'm thinking actually is that each of us pick a record to bring to the episode uh, and the one that I would bring to the episode would be it's a shame about Ray because I know that Brad loves it I'm mad for it uh, I think you like it you like the Lemonheads. oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean I really like that record yeah yeah so I think that would be a fun one to discuss mm -hmm. because knowing that Brad loves it maybe as much as I love it I don't know that he and I have ever sat down and talked about the Lemonheads and why we love them so much so that would be kind of fun mm -hmm. and then I thought he could bring a record and you could bring a record to the episode that the three of us need to like spend that week listening to yeah. before we talk about it wouldn't it be better if it was a record that all three of us loved though because I know that Brad has a love for the record Pony Express record by Shudder to Think but I'm saving that album for surprise surprise I want to have an episode where we discuss that record with the bell brothers and mitch bowden a little uh, um chore reunion a little chore reunion so i think i think i agree not that i would give brad rules for the episode but that would be yes one bring a record two a record that we all like and i was gonna let him know the pony express was already taken oh you were yeah okay so you know that mm -hmm. we'll have to have a talk with brad there must be three records that all three of us love if we're going to have guests i think it should be a lively discussion about a record that we're all mm -hmm. sort of in love with i think that Although, might be funner than trying to convince our guests to like something that they oh i would never don't. yeah no no we all need to have a good discussion yeah. about it but i do i mean tom flood is gonna also be a guest one of these days does tom know yeah i've asked him oh, okay mm -hmm. and we're gonna talk about the first stone roses record again uh -huh. because i know he loves it just as much as i do maybe even more great i don't know do you like that record though I, I like it. I'm not super familiar with it, but I mean, I just, you know, for the last 30 years, been hearing songs from it. Yeah. I like it. I <laughs> you could, can't escape it. I could sit in the corner and sort of interject here and there when you and Tom discuss this record. But then we would 
would need to think of other records that the three of us could also discuss. Well, and again, one that he could bring and one that you could bring. What we'll do is have our guests send us a, maybe a list of their top 10 or 15 records, and then you and I would decide what we would discuss on the show. I think that's a good way to do it. It's a great idea. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Once we can have people in the same room as us. Well, I think we can now if we're socially distanced. We can have gatherings of five people, can't we? Let's do that. Let's get some guests on board. Do we have microphones for them? With our setup, we can do three people. Let's do it. Yeah. But getting back to this week's episode, as Robin mentioned earlier, these three records that we purchased from Brad Germain at Into the Abyss Records, all the proceeds will be going to Black Lives Matter and the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Yeah, so I think I'd like to start just by thanking Brad for doing that. That's super cool. And both important causes. And we all need to do the best we can, really, to be allies, really. And so, yeah, thanks, Brad. Thank you, Brad. What are the records? Well, the first one that we're going to discuss is Adorable Against Perfection. You know, the interesting thing about all three records that we bought, we accidentally bought all British records, all British bands, which is kind of fun. And I think you know what time it is. When you just want the fact, it's Wikipedia Adorable are an English alternative rock band formed in Coventry in 1990. Prior to that, the band was known as the Candy Thieves, and their only record included an early version of Homeboy, which is a cool song it is on a this cool record. Song. Yeah. Uh-huh. The guitarist Wayne Peters left the band out of frustration with their lack of success and was replaced by Robert Dylan, prompting the name change to Adorable. Hmm. I like the name Adorable way better than the Candy Thieves. Yeah, it's much better. There's not really much to this Wikipedia page. Also important to note, there's nothing on Apple Music or Spotify. I mean, Homeboy. Homeboy is on Apple Music, but you can't find this record or their next record fake. No, I was trying to uh, stream it to do my homework and I couldn't. The record that we're going to be talking about today that we bought from Into the Abyss is Against Perfection. Against Perfection is the debut album by British alternative rock band Adorable. It was released in 1993 on creation records which is cool i like that gives them a little more um cred cred some street cred yeah but this record so i always look at this record when i'm in brad's store always and i wonder i wonder if it still holds up you know because i loved it i loved it in the 90s i loved it in the like early 2000s i was still listening to it i haven't listened to it in a long time or hadn't listened to it in a long time i didn't want to spend the money and then be disappointed that it wasn't as good as i remember But then because Brad had posted it on his Instagram stories and because he was donating the profits, I thought if any time is a good time to pick it up, now is the time. Because as I said, I couldn't give it a pre-listen anyway on Apple. It was not on there. So there was really no way to hear it unless I bought it. I wasn't disappointed. No? No. I still love it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just got these records and didn't have a whole lot of of listening time before we recorded the podcast, but um, it sounds great. I really like it. I'm sort of wondering why it's kind of a forgotten record. Mm -hmm. It's a bit weird that it's not available on anything. Mm -hmm. You said it was available on iTunes UK, though. Yeah. And it's like you can listen to it on YouTube. If we play clips today, they will be ripped from YouTube. Mm -hmm. So if that's uh, the case, forgive the sound quality. Did you know... Anything? I mean, you wouldn't have known Homeboy. I know. Well, Homeboy was always on CFNY when Mm -hmm. when we were teenagers. And just looking at the Wikipedia page, it says in 2016, Pitchfork, I mean, say what you will about Pitchfork, but they ranked this record at number 42 on the list of the 50 best shoegaze albums of all time. So people do remember it. I I mean, I certainly remember the band. I certainly remember Homeboy. But uh, yeah, in the limited listening time that I had, I do do really like it. The the opening song, uh, well, what's it called? It's called Glorious. Great. I really, I really like it. 
you're more familiar with this record than I am, obviously. Yeah. So I was, like I said, not disappointed when I listened to it, and it was still just as good as I remember it. I also knew all the words, which I always find to be really fun that after all this time, I can still sing along and not miss a beat. I really like A Two Fade In, I think is a great song. I don't wanna be. Homeboy, of course, is great. Homeboy, when I hear Homeboy now, I'm at fever, like yeah. the nightclub in Hamilton. Yeah. I was there every Saturday, Monday, and Thursday for like probably two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was always played, always, and it was always awesome yeah. to dance to every single time. I was around back in those days in Hamilton. I wish I would have gone to Fever more. I always thought of Fever as like a douchebag club, but I guess they had cool music nights, right? Yeah, well, they totally had douchebag nights, I'm sure. But Saturdays were like Martin Streak would DJ. Mm -hmm. No, that's not true. Saturdays, Nicholas Pickles would DJ. Ah. Mondays, Martin Streak would DJ. And then Thursday was like a retro night. Yeah. What else off the record do you enjoy? Uh, I really like the Sistine Chapel ceiling. It's um, it's a good one. And I love that it's the second or the first song on side two. I love when a, the first song on side two is a strong song. I love that. That's the making of a good record. It makes you want to flip it. So adorable. I'm so glad that Brad posted it on his stories. I'm so glad he was donating profits this week because I don't know, I I maybe would have just kept going into the store and looking at it and wondering this whole time. So uh, it was a nice little reunion with Adorable and I'm happy we got it. Great. Yeah. I can't wait to listen more. I will definitely be putting it on. Uh, Let's move on. The next record we're going to talk about is Mescal Head by Swerve Driver, and uh, you know what time it is. When you just want the fans. Swerve Driver are an English alternative rock band formed in Oxford in 1989. Between 89 and 98, the band released four studio albums and numerous EPs and singles, despite a considerable flux of members, managers, and record labels. By 1993, the band's lineup had settled, and they had emerged with a heavier rock sound than their shoegaze contemporaries and over the next five years, it evolved to include elements of psychedelia, classic pop, and indie rock. Mezcalhead is the second album released by the British alternative rock band Swerve Driver, released on the 5th of August, 1993, under Creation Records in the United Kingdom and on A&M Records in the United States. Another creation. Yeah, and the album gave them their most successful single, Duel, for which a music video was released. That's the song that I remember. Mm-hmm. That was played on 102.1 quite a bit. It was. And I always liked it. And I've come to really like Swerve Driver over the years. I don't know why I didn't catch on the wave back then, because listening to this record and their other stuff, it's like, yeah, 16-year-old me would have loved it if I would have actually sat down with the CD and and really listened to it. So I kind of feel like I missed out on Swerve Driver a little bit. Well, you can catch up now. Yeah, I mean, I love them now. I love this record. I loved it in 93. 
I um, heard of Swerve Driver. You know, it's kind of, I need to call Craig, my friend from the 90s who we mentioned in the Nashville episode. More than a friend. Maybe we should have Craig on as a guest. Absolutely. That'd be really fun. Yeah, for sure. He used to have a subscription to this magazine. I don't remember what it was called, but it was a monthly magazine that would come, it would come in the mail and it would have a CD on it. It was like, uh, maybe like a CMJ. Is that a CMW? A college music journal, yep. CMJ. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was maybe CMJ and it would come every month and it would have a sample CD in it that would have new songs on it. And so that was how we heard about so many bands that we would get into. And and I'm pretty sure Swerve Driver would have been one of those bands that were on that record or on that CD. The cool thing about that CD too is that it, it was a little bit ahead of the curve, you know, which to us as teenagers in the 90s was important at the time. But we would go to a record store and be like, do you have Swerve Driver? Do you have whatever? And they it just wouldn't be out yet, you know, or they would have one and then, and then eventually it would get big. But that's because CMJ knew what they were doing, yeah, right? Have you ever seen them live? Yeah. So the first time I saw Swerve Driver, we went to see the Smashing Pumpkins, December 93 at the Palladium. And that was really fun. I remember that night vividly, so vividly, because we wanted to see Swerve Driver and the Smashing Pumpkins. I think along with the rest of Toronto also wanted to see Swerve Driver. So there was a huge lineup. It was freezing cold. But it was also one of the first, one of the first few concerts that I had gone to anywhere where I was driving myself to Toronto, you know, and waiting in line and staying out late. And this was a school night. And I remember telling my mom that I would be home on time. I think she wanted me home at midnight. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be home at midnight for sure. And then I found a payphone in the club to call her and say, I'm not going to be home on time. Like the the Smashing Pumpkins haven't even gone on yet. I'm not going to be home. And she was she was not happy. But it was one of those. That was the plan. That's I was going to say, roll, like, baby. yep, I'm going to be on time, but I'm going to be responsible enough that I'm going to call her from there and let her know I'm not going to yeah. Be on time. What a good kid. I know. I was a good, pretty good daughter. So, how was the show? The show was amazing. Both bands are amazing. The energy for Swerve Driver, though, there was this like this tension that like people were thrown up in the air at certain points of songs that were just so fitting. It was a really, really cool show. Yeah. Uh, and then the Smashing Pumpkins are awesome, too. I'm pretty sure like Siamese Dream had just come out. It yeah. was, well, it was a time. Yeah, that was like when Cherub Rock was all over the place. Yeah, I think when the tickets went on sale, maybe. Siamese Dream wasn't out yet, but by the time the show happened, yeah. Siamese Dream was a big deal, mm-hmm. and like people wanted tickets, and we got them. Was that the only time you saw them? Swerve Driver? Yeah. Well, I found a ticket stub, <laughs> funny enough. I also saw them at Lee's Palace on June 4th, 1998, but if I didn't have this ticket stub, I would not have remembered that I went to that show. Uh, yeah, I saw, I've seen them a couple times. The first time was opening for Hum. In the, oh, I forgot about Hum. Yeah, winter of 98, so... Where was that? At Lee's Palace. I wonder if I was at that show. You might have been. All I remember from the show, well, I mean, I remember I remember a lot, but as far as Swerve Driver goes, again, the only song I knew was Duel, and the place was packed for Swerve Driver. Anything British in the 90s in Toronto was like mm-hmm. a huge deal. Like I saw Catherine Wheel seven times in Toronto That's in crazy. the 90s. Yeah. But anyway, so Swerve Driver played to a packed house, and then the place cleared out. For home. For home, yeah. There was like maybe, well, I, I'm not going to guess, but like there was no one left. Like hmm. there was there was us right up front because we were there to see home. And I mean, from what I remember, and you know, my opinion might be clouded by the fact that I wasn't a fan at the time, but I think Swerve Driver kind of, to me, stunk the place out. They weren't very tight. And as I've said in earlier shows, I was very concerned with technical proficiency and being tight, quote unquote, in the yeah. 90s. So Swerve Driver didn't really impress us. Home were amazing, of course, but... Um, I'm so curious to know if I was at that show. Again, this is very neat Craig Briggs. He's my fact checker for the yeah. 90s. It was like January or February of 98, hmm. maybe 
early March. I probably wasn't there then. Craig and yeah. I had broken up. We broke okay. up in 97. So yeah, that was the first time I saw Swerve Driver. And then I saw them uh, just in the last couple of years in Toronto at the Phoenix opening for Failure. Hmm, nice. And uh, obviously appreciated it a lot more this time because I'm actually, I would consider myself a Swerve Driver fan at this point. Which brings us back to this record, uh, Mescal Head. Yeah, this is a great one. And the interesting thing is, is after this record, they kind of fell off my radar. Well, I guess except for in 98. <laughs> in 98, I must have known the record that came out in 98 for them to be touring. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it. They had a record in 98 called 99th Dream. Don't remember it. And then they don't put another album out for 17 years. In 2015, they come out with I Wasn't Born to Lose You and then Future Ruins in 2019. Yeah, right off the bat, the first song on this album is great. For Seeking Heat. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. We mentioned Duel earlier. That's the single. Here's a clip of I haven't played it already. And then uh, song three, Blowing Cool. Great. Yeah, it's awesome. also really love last train to satansville yeah an epic length it's like over six minutes long mm-hmm. long songs normally don't do it for me but this one i like i also really love duress You know, the interesting thing about Swerve Driver and me and our relationship together is that they're a bit jammy at times, you know, and duress can get jammy, which I'm not normally into, but I don't know, Swerve Driver happens to just do it in just the right way that I'm into it. So duress takes a a while to start, but I love it. This, this is a pretty solid record yeah, start to finish. There's interesting guitar work and interesting guitar sounds, which makes the jamming a little easier to take. Because, yeah, I'm not super into long jams either. Mm-hmm. Get, get kind of boring. So, But, yeah, I do not mind it when they do it. Yeah, Swerve Driver, Mescal Head. Kind of feel like I missed out. It's too bad that it took me, you know, 25 years to get into it. Because the young Dave would have really, uh, really liked it. But, hey, win some, lose some. Moving on. Move on from there. Yeah. Speaking of moving on. Moving on. Moving on. The last record that we got from Brad's shop is All That Glue by Sleaford Mods. It's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fan. Sleaford Mods. 
are an English electronic punk music duo formed in 2007 in Nottingham. The band features vocalist Jason Williamson and, since 2012, musician Andrew Fern. They are known for their abrasive, minimalist music style and embittered explorations of austerity-era Britain, culture, and working-class life, delivered in Williamson's East Midlands accent. The duo have released several albums to critical praise. And the record that we bought this week is All That Glue. There isn't actually a Wikipedia entry for it yet, of course. This is from the Rough Trade Records website. Sleaford Mods are set to continue their onslaught into 2020 with the release of All That Glue, a collection of songs spanning the last seven years of the band's career. An array of crowd-pleasers, b-sides, unheard tracks, and rarities for fans and the curious. So yeah, Sleaford Mods I first became familiar with when my band, Not Of, opened for them at the Opera House in, I believe, oh, I actually know when it was. It was April of 2017 because it was my 40th birthday. Yay. Which was Quite the, quite the birthday surprise. Um, That's a fun way to spend your 40th. It was fun. I was worried about that show because I was picturing a bunch of like, once I researched who Sleaford mods were, I was picturing a bunch of soccer hooligans like throwing pint glasses at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a tendency to look on the, uh, maybe not the bright side of things. No, you? No, yeah, me. Huh. Uh, but it was great. I think they sold the night out. So I don't know what the capacity of Opera House is. I would say there was maybe seven or 800 people watching us and we got a great yeah we like got a really great response like well you would i'm sure you blew their socks off yeah people really liked it it was like it was really really fun how'd you get that gig john crossing him my partner in the band somehow hooked it up forgive me if you're the promoter who's listening you're probably not but uh, i'm not quite sure how john john's plugged into the toronto thing i don't know he he got us the gig but um, well and it makes there's just two of them right and there's just two of you yeah which is kind of cool. Although you guys are much different. We are much different. We're more of a sort of a heavier noise. Well, you know what? May Here's... I say way better. Oh, uh, you may say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, if you, you know what? Here's a clip of not of just to give you an idea of what we sound like. So yeah, anyway, we opened for Sleaford Mods, and that's how I became familiar with them. And uh, the only other record I own is Eaten Alive, the record from 2019, I believe. Actually, it says right here. Yeah, 2019. But when I saw that this record was available, I said, yeah, let's pick that one up. Well, and it's like um, like a best of, right? Best of and B-sides, which is kind of a fun place to start. Yeah, and so we're going to do something fun here. I didn't actually have time to listen to the record. Robin listened to it a bit more than I did, but I listened, well, she listened to it a bit more because I haven't listened at all. I just didn't have time to to fit it in. So what we're going to do, I think we're going to play three or four clips. Just random clips. Random clips. Are we going to choose them by title or are we going to let the phone decide? Oh, I thought we were going to let the phone decide. Let's let the phone decide. So we're going to put the record All That Glue by Sleaford Mods on random on Apple Music. Yep. And so I've got it on now. So whatever it picks is the clip we're going to I'm play. I'm going to hit shuffle. What's the title? Blog Maggot. This is Blog Maggot. Celebrities are flocking, my real mates are dropping the English way. If you look like you're winning, they fuck you, mate. Winning what? I've got a fruit machine with chewy on the slot. I'm knocking back nicotine beans, my fingertips tingle. Official or non-official, I just want to send the fucking email. Blog maggot, YouTube twat. If I ever meet the cunt, I'll bite his fucking head flat. Blog maggot. Blog maggot. Blog maggot. So the the thing that like 
kills me about this record or about this band, I guess. They clearly have their like formula laid out and every song follows the formula to a yeah. T. I love that it's just like beats with the like, singer just like saying the title throughout the beats. Wow. <laughs> Blog magnet. Blog magnet. <laughs> well, <laughs> That's yeah, all mean, this is. He gets into it a bit more in that song. Uh-huh. But they definitely have their sound. It's a cool beat that doesn't change or modulate at all for the most part with the singer or the, I don't know what you'd call him, the ranter? The, is he singing? Well, I think he probably fancies himself a singer. Yeah, Jason just sort of uh, spewing his uh, poetry over the top. I, I mean, I really like it. It's um, fun. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. like a great party record. It would be fun to put on during a party. Yeah. The best part is when they play live Andrew, the, I guess you'd call him the producer, he makes the beats. He literally just presses play on the whatever the beats. machine sampler he has <laughs> and stands there and drinks a pint while Jason goes off. And what it's, a good gig. It's pretty sweet to watch, too. Uh-huh. It's actually surprisingly entertaining. It would be. Uh, that was Blog Maggot. What is Apple Music going to pick <laughs> for right. us next? Next, Snake It. Snake It. Everybody knows, dream, dream, dream. Coffee after coffee in my shit work team. Giving out a penny, I spend a penny, man. I ate the cynicism with the baked beans, and the way you get a cold response, vipers get egged up in the nest, and no one gives a shit. Everybody knows, dream, dream, dream. Your lonely little tit in your dumbness. I feel like every single song that I hear of them, I want to break into. All the people, so many people, because he sounds like the guy from oh. Park Life. Oh, Park Life. Yeah, he does sound like that. So, Who's that fella? It's like a British actor. Is it Wikipedia time? <laughs> it's Wikipedia time. When you just want the fans. Yes, so the English chap doing the spoken word parts in Blur's Park Life is Phil Daniels, who is an English actor most noted for film and television roles playing Londoners, such as the lead role of Jimmy Cooper in Quadrophenia. No way! He's Jimmy Cooper? Richards, I didn't know that. Richards and Scum, Stuart in the class, blah, blah, blah. Huh. Son of a bitch. I didn't know that. I didn't know that the kid from Quadrophenia is the guy. You know, there's now, really great things that come from this podcast. I really learn so much every episode. Do you understand the importance of Wikipedia time now? I do. I'm I'm so sorry that I made fun of you for loving it so much. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. Let's pick our third song. Well, let's let Apple Music pick our third song. All right. The third song is BHS. BHS. We're going down like BHS For the able-bodied vultures Monitor and pick at us We're going down and it's no stress I'm laying over the knuckle-dragging exodus We're going down like BHS For the able-bodied vultures Monitor and pick at us We're going down and it's no stress We're going down like BHS yeah, I like that one. I like it when Sleaford mods are a little more up-tempo. They kind of do a mid-tempo thing, which is cool, but I like it when it's a little more like driving with the driving bass lines that that fella comes up with. I, I was into that one. That was fun. I think this whole record is fun. I think I, you know, for good or bad, I have a smile on my face for every song. A little eye-rolling, but like a smile nonetheless. So it's fun. Eye-rolling? Well, I mean, it's you heard one, you heard them all, but it's, yeah. um, you know, for how many songs are on this record, like 22 or something crazy like mm-hmm. that, it gets a little, I don't need to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm down with it. I like it. What do you think BHS stands for? Beef, ham, sausage? <laughs> 
Well, you are just coming off like 34 days of Soylent and all you can think about is meat. Yeah, today is my first day back eating solid food. I think I did 34 Something like that, yeah. Of just Soylent, uh, which is one day longer than I've ever done it. And I lost a bunch of weight. And you did. felt pretty great the whole time. It's tough. I did it for 10 days. I kind of did the like last 10 days, your final run with you so that today we could both be eating food for the first time. And uh, I was so done. Like, I don't know that I could have gone much longer. Yeah, I could have gone longer just because I, I over ordered and there's plenty left in the fridge, but you wouldn't allow it. I really enjoy cooking with you and mm-hmm. eating a meal with you and yeah. so that was also part of why i went those 10 days because yeah. <laughs> we had so much of it but my... i also felt good i don't know if i lost any weight and i wasn't doing it for weight loss but i definitely felt good i felt topped up on vitamins yeah i don't think i think it's my genetics and just my metabolism and my physical makeup that i respond to that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i don't know if everybody would have the results i've had but i knew that i would because i've done it before so i, I don't know I, I i didn't weigh myself this time but I'm, my guess is 15 20 pounds probably yeah, in 30, for sure 30, you can days. see it yeah i think um the first two weeks you were a little bit crabby mm-hmm. and you just wanted food you didn't care what kind of food anytime there was food like around or on tv or on a billboard you wanted it that's every day but yes it was heightened during mm-hmm. and then so. the last couple of weeks you just talked about meat which maybe yes. is why bhs made you think of bacon ham and sausage beef ham and sausage let's get it straight (laughs) yeah for some reason i just thought about steak all month and i don't care about that kind of i don't care about steak but that's all i thought about was steak yeah but soylent is plant-based so maybe your body just needed some like animal protein you're probably right let's do one more song from the sleaford mod boys all right here we go next song is when you come up to me last song on the record if you don't want nobody don't want anyone to come through I can understand it would be Something you don't like when I brush up to you That's the closest he's come to singing. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that one. No, it wasn't it great. Might be anticlimactic to end on that. So I'm looking at the bio for the record or the press release for the record on the Rough Trade site and it says that a fan favorite is the song Job Seeker. So let's play Job Seeker. Can a strong bow on a mess? Desperately clutching onto a leaf-long depression. Supplied to me by the NHS. Is anyone's guess how I got here? Anyone's guess how I'll go? I suck on a roll up, pull your jeans up, fuck off. I'm going home, job Mento. Park life. Mento. I'm into that one. That was fun. I can see why that would be a fan favorite. I, I, I dig that song. I'm looking forward to listening to this more. I just didn't have time before we recorded today. So uh, Sleaford Mods, All That Glue. I think you should all pick it up because I think I'm going to probably be pretty into this one. <laughs> I can't wait to hear more of it. Yeah. So Sleaford Mods, Swerve Driver, and Adorable. I'd say this was a pretty solid buy from Into yeah. the Abyss. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about supporting Brad and Into the Abyss. I feel pretty good about supporting the cause that brad is donating to and i feel pretty good about robin and i feel pretty good about the podcast and most importantly almost i feel pretty good about all you i'm drunk we can't use that (laughs) and i think that's a wrap Uh, yeah i think on episode four yeah a little off schedule but you know things happening in the world much needed things that uh we were okay with delaying a little bit so Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, Thanks a lot to Brad. Yeah, check those records out and we'll see you in uh, two weeks. Yep. 
At Into the Abyss Records on Instagram. Perfect. And at Reaction Brats Pod on Instagram. I'm going to post my like ticket stubs and who knows what else. Yeah, we'll, we'll post a few tasty treats on there, so check it out. And if you feel like doing the old school thing, you can actually send us an email. It's reactionbratspod at gmail.com. Other than that, I think we are done. And uh, you know what? Just because I'm me and it's my podcast, I'm going to play us out with some not of. What do you think? I think it's great because it's our podcast. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>